When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. With fiction, we create our own heroes and villains mm-hmm. as role play for the soul. So no one really gets hurt. But when you go through those things, your body doesn't know it's not real. When you cry a fiction, you're crying. Yeah. You're really crying. I think you make me cry worse, though, because you've brought me so many laughs that I'm more emotionally connected to you as a friend. So when you get upset, I, it really gets me going. There is a generation of people now where you can look at them in the eye, they'll do one Brent quote, and, everyone, and you instantly go, I like you. Once you understand the motivation of Brent, that he's he wants to be popular, and there's a camera there, so that's going to catch him being a twat as well. Once you understand that, everything makes sense. It's this, this, this quest to be popular. It's never a good thing in art. If you're famous from the age of 15 or want to be famous from the age of 15 or 20, it sort of defines you because that's the world you live in. You think everything, everyone acts like that. You pick up the symptoms. You're worried about going out. You're worried about being packed. You're worried about your hair. It's madness. It's a game. It doesn't mean anything. My job is to let people know it doesn't matter. We're all fucking idiots. And that's great. I wanted to be a pop star and I should have wanted to be a musician. And then when I came to this, I knew I wanted to own my own labour and create the work. I wanted to be the writer-director. The acting was whatever being on the red carpet whatever my fat face on the screen whatever to lead the orchestra you've got to turn your back on the audience and that just sums up I, I think art and it's not a democracy what's your motivation at this point then because like you've you've done everything you've made lots of money like why aren't you just chilling out on a beach somewhere it's still fun for me it's I get up every day and I do what I want I mean that's that's rare about to interview Ricky Gervais Lawrence made it oh Are the cameras on might as well just stop let's switch them all on now everything on all everything's wrong everything's on we'll sit you over there Ricky I know yeah no worries real luxury appreciate it mate love interrogation yeah it is a bit uh, we actually did do a lie detect test on this table last yeah. week so we're watching a lot of scandal dramas about serial killers yeah. it's always yeah. a setup like this well we saw you we thought it was best yeah normally on podcasts yeah we'll go on Te- technically yeah. we normally uh, we normally spend a couple hours in, we, we, we've had quite a few big names we, we, we sort of try and uh, slip in as many office references as we can but we okay. can't really get away with it You're well, all- I'm sponsored by Volvic this, yeah. so let's get that <laughs> Straight away. They love you. Fantastic. And crap, they'd be sponsored by water. Yeah. No offence. We do actually have a YouTube friend who had a Buxton water sponsorship for a little while. As much free water as... Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Which is none at all. Mum, I've sorted this for life. (laughs) Yeah. This is the only occasion I drink water or... Um, through the night yeah <laughs> hungover yeah. I've got a big drought following Piss, so, pissing yeah, it in the it. sink as yeah. we, as people we in know. California love it they go look at that amount yeah. of water yeah. Yeah. Jealous. amazing yeah we, we got the links yesterday for Afterlife oh right appreciate that we watched it through Great. had a bit of a chat today enjoyed yeah. it are you excited about it coming out yeah yeah I can't wait what, um, what was the sort of the goal behind it then well um, I suppose I don't know if it's because you get older or because you want to keep pushing the envelope, but uh, it's more dramatic and it's 
more philosophical mm. and it's darker. It's fucking it's, dark, like. It is. It's very yeah. fucking... Because yeah. I've lost someone before. Like, he was very close to me. And I was like, whoa, this is like bringing me back to just feeling like, what's the point? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And well, I, it, I mean, it is about, it is about grief. And, mm. um, and it's, not, it's not like it's rare. It's not like people sitting there and go, oh, what's grief? Mm. And then uh, nothing's ever happened to me, ever. So everyone, is so everyone goes through grief. You know, the first thing you go through... I remember, I remember grief at five when my cat died. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I thought this. I'm never going to get over this. Yeah, I'm never going to get over this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, basically, it, it hits the ground running. You see me watching a, um, a, a laptop, and it's my wife, and she's clearly going through chemotherapy, and she's making a video diary, and she says, "If you're watching this, I'm not around anymore." So you know, straight away, he's lost his wife, and you find out that was the love of his life. Mm-hmm. He's in depression, or he's angry. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you, you know, you, you find out that he was going to commit suicide straight away, but the dog was hungry, um, which is sort of funny, but also real. Yeah. I think people do think, well, I've got to feed the dog first. Mm. If you're going to, you think, I've got to feed the dog first. Yeah. You just would. People fold their clothes when they walk into the sea or, yeah. you know, so, um, and it gives him long enough to think, right, okay, okay, I'm going to carry on for as long as I can but I'm going to punish the world. I'm going to do and say whatever the fuck I want from now on. Um, so, and that's where the, they started with that sort of high concept. You change the rules, basically, of yeah. life. Like, you did yeah, that in Invention exactly. of Lying. Exactly. And you it's really change the rules and you become like, I'm living by my own rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and he thinks that this is amazing because even though I'm in pain and, I'm, and I hate it and I can't wait to be with her, dead, um, I'm going to have a blast because nothing can hurt me now. I'm not scared of anything anymore. Mm. You know, when he gets mugged, he's not scared. Because usually you think, oh, I, oh, I could fight back, but oh, I've got a baby in a stroller. Mm. They know where I live. He thinks, I couldn't give a... F-. So <laughs> it's like, he thinks it's like a superpower. Um, but that's what I quite enjoyed about that was actually because someone who actually wants to commit suicide actually maybe wouldn't really think like that. So it sort of shows his kind of... I'm not saying it's not realistic, but it's sort of the level of arrogance or sort of the human ego that keeps you going I want to kill myself and so many people say that but how many of them would actually do it go through with it in that well, way well I mean it, 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 I, I'm, I'm creating a fiction so uh, uh, I, 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 everyone feels differently about this yeah. and and, uh, and I have I'm, I should say I haven't suffered from depression or suicidal thoughts uh, I've been lucky because it is it's you know um, uh, some people suffer from those things and they haven't gone through anything it's just mm. it's, it's a, you know an illness um, uh, but I've created this fiction to to explore it, and he goes in and out, you know. Mm. And I think people walking around, they seem funny to you, but they could go home and they could think about it every day for all we know. Mm. Uh, and that comes out as well. Treating people, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what like they're going his, through. Like with his his brother-in-law. Yeah, and he's he's too busy in his own grief. Of he course, realise his brother's also having a, a bad time in his marriage. And that's another theme that everyone thinks what they're going through is worse than anyone else. I've had it on Twitter. Um, I did a joke about um, peanut allergies, and I talk about it in Humanity, where someone says, um, "Oh, you should never joke about food allergies." I say, "Hold on, I talk about AIDS, cancer, famine, and the Holocaust." Yeah, and you're telling me I shouldn't joke about food allergies? She sent back, "Yes, but the Holocaust didn't kill children." So she's like, this is my she's thing, it's there. the worst, it's the worst thing. And mm. everyone thinks their thing is the worst. He thinks he's, and I make him meet people that are worse off than him. Mm-hmm. And he still thinks, you know, and, you know, sometimes he feels a bit spoiled. And so um, it, 
there's lots of flavours in it because there's lots of flavours in the world. He meets people he wouldn't have met when he was happily married and home with his wife every... You know, he sort of goes into sort of the underbelly of society almost and finds out that they're people too, Yeah. you know? And uh, uh, so it is like an adventure. It's like he thinks it's one last adventure. Really. Like, it felt like uh, he's living it like a computer game a little bit. Like, oh, well, if it's game over at the end, that's, that's fine. He is exactly. You know that's, what I mean? that's exactly right. You think you can... If you really don't worry about the consequences, you, you can do anything. Who, who cares? But then, of course, what he's trying to do is he's trying to make himself into a psychopath so he doesn't feel anything anymore. And you can't do that because you're burdened with conscience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, if you look back on it, once you've watched it all, you realise that actually he was nice to vulnerable people, just instinctively. He cared about his dog. He cared about the new girl. He cared about the old lady. He cared about his nephew. So he tried to pick on people his own size, so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah. intuitively, because he's basically a nice bloke and you can't, you can't pretend to be a psychopath. You so know. there you go. You don't need to watch it anymore. We've explained the whole thing. Yeah, no, it was. On Those are themes. Not bloody themes. This probably sounds like people are going, well, am I going to watch that? Yeah. It's funny. It is funny it is constantly. Funny. It's very darkly it's, funny. But it's yeah. funny yeah. in the dark. Like, I think a lot of your jokes in the past have come out of dark scenarios. Like, obviously, of course. On, on stage, especially doing your comedy. Of but course. This is, this is the darkest thing you've done, isn't it? I think it's the darkest thing I've done because it, it sort of, it feels more like drama with laughs. Yes. And that is because I've spent the last two or three, I've, I haven't watched, I just haven't watched um, terrestrial TV for two or three years. And, Who has? And nothing in English. <laughs> yeah. Nothing in English. Yeah. Everything, the last three years I've watched, every, since The Bridge and The Killing, I've just found every foreign drama, usually to do with a serial killing or something like that, but... Um, and the pacing's different. Yeah, very know, much so. so. It felt it, very modern pacing. It felt it, to me there was like elements of like um, I don't know what you've watched, but like there was it was a little bit curb at times. That that pacing, that element. If of it. curb was realistic, exactly. There's yeah, no, the surrealism, but it's like exactly. it's crossing curb and falling down or death yeah. wish or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a yeah. lot of people watch it and go, "This is just fucking normal guy's day. Why am I watching this? Like, this is so slow." It felt a little bit like Atlanta at times, like just right. normal things happening to normal. I haven't people. seen that, but I've heard about it's it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Really, it was like it an English that. version of that. It is. Yeah. It is normal things happening to normal people. It's just that. Um, uh, the, the normal person is going through something, um, and uh, and and people said about oh, Derek. They said, "Is it a comedy or drama?" I said, "Well, it's a fake documentary. So, it, what's your real life? Mm. It's about everything. Mm. You know, we want we want it to be a comedy, but then we find a lump. You know, it, it it's like all the time in there. It's up and down, isn't it? What we're thinking. I think this is more towards drama than the previous things have been a bit more towards the pendulum swung a little bit further isn't it I think it is yeah I think it is is that because of the way you're feeling about well it's also I think it's also because um uh it's a more of a serial you can watch Mm. this in one go because of the nature of Netflix and binge watching it's one story it's like a two and a half hour story it's like a it's like the uh serialization of a novel without actually going through all the pain of actually writing the novel (laughs) Brilliant. You did get to the end of uh, each episode and think, oh, I do want to watch the next one. Like, there wasn't a point where you sort of thought, oh, I, I can yeah. leave it there. Something, leave it there. Ha- something happens every time. You want to see that there's a new development. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, again, I, 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 um, I think that just sort of happens when you structure something that's got a lot of flavours. You have mm. to 
stick to the plot a little bit and that's what drives it it's still the plot you want to know what happens to him there are moments where you I, I cried I said to you I cried, oh, I cried it was episode, the dad bit for me that the did end, it when he's his dad and he's sort of losing the plot and that of it's course. always parents with you Invention yeah. of Lion like old people like, yeah. Derek the same that's when I cry that's when yeah. I see old people of course of yeah. course we're gonna we, they're, once they're gone they're, they're gone forever yeah. and you, you know, did, did, I, did I treat them did they know? Did they know how much I loved them? All those things. We, with fiction, we create our own heroes and villains mm-hmm. as role play for the soul, so no one really gets hurt. But when you go through those things, your body doesn't know it's not real. Mm-hmm. So when you cry a fiction, you're crying. Yeah, you're really crying. You know, a lot of this. Uh, what we we're talking earlier, because we're huge fans of you, basically. Thank you. Regret is something that's in a lot of the. The moments that you create those emotions from, you yeah. always seem to go back to regret. I, I, I'm I, because um, I'm all for forgiveness. I, I hate the idea of someone's not forgiven. You know, I think this life is so short but to carry things to the grave. Mm-hmm. It's just it's tragedy. And an old person looking back, the song that kills me is Willie Nelson singing "Always on My Mind." It fucking, it destroys me. Mm. This, oh my God, you want to go, it's all right, mate, you know? So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I do, I do look at, I look at the big themes and de- try and deconstruct them and make them fun or interesting or, or tragic. I want, I want people to, um, I want people to feel anything, really. It feels very classic, um, you. If I say classic Gervais, it sounds a bit weird. It sounds very classic you themes in this. Yeah. So if you are a Ricky Gervais fan... His philosophy, your, your philosophies are in, are in this, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah. It, like, to me, you're becoming a bit like the Eminem of com- uh, comedy in the sense that you're being known for this thing and as you're getting older and you're developing and you're going off in different directions, the people... I don't know, when I was watching this, I was thinking, oh, how are people going to take this? Because yeah. I know Derek was different. And, yeah. and some people... I loved it, but some people criticise it. And this is... Oh, of course. A, a, a step even further again. Are you yeah. thinking about, oh, how is this going to be? Never, putting never, it out? never forget thinking about that. I, I, it, you, you, do it, you do it for yourself. That way, at least you come up with something interesting and different. I mean, if you start second-guessing people, you'll end up pleasing no one. So in everything I do, it should be uncompromised, you know. Um, uh, We've got enough safe, anodyne, drama, comedy, everything. Mm. Most things in every genre are shit. (laughs) They are. Yeah. Most tables are shit, most art is shit, most music is shit, most everything. Most YouTube is shit as well. Yeah, yeah. all YouTube. We're the exception. So you want to try and get in that top few percent that yeah. isn't shit right and you're gonna lose a big chunk but who cares and it, it's the same with with anything you know it's this, this this quest to be popular it's never a good thing in art it's never a good thing if it happens great right but if you aim at it you'll come unstuck and i i I've, i always say this the bigger you become the more famous you become the more successful you become the more eminent whatever the more people love you and the more people hate you because more people have heard of you Mm. and that feeds in that works both ways so the more people that love you and hate you the bigger you get but here's the good thing the the bigger and bigger you get more people love you more people hate you but all the people that hate you they can't affect you because they can't make the people love you Give them money, take the money back yeah. or put tickets back or put the DVDs back on the shelf so they're irrelevant they don't count they're not coming to your house they don't like you so concentrate on the you know these and then the next project you have to start again you mustn't try and please these 
you know? You just have to do it for yourself, because there's no other reason, apart from getting paid. I mean, getting paid's fun, but having self-respect's important as well, isn't it? It is. You know, this creative process, because we were just saying beforehand as well, like, where you get your ideas from at this stage because it feels like obviously The Office you drew from experience yeah. Extras was celebrity in the experience yeah. and Derek to my knowledge you had f- family who worked in that about industry about five or six yeah. so now we're thinking are you walking around with a pad just every interaction you have with people in like, Starbucks just going can I just stop you there what's your name uh, yeah. you know I've me? always done that Right. I've always people watched yeah. from the age of five or six so I learned most things I you know I became an atheist not through um I was into science, but not through studying theology, through body language. When I was about eight years old, I loved Jesus. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. He was. He I, was. I, I, I thought it was a superhero. Yeah. I did, I, even with a God thing, I thought, no, he's, he, he was kind and he was strong and he stood up and he up there. I thought, that's a, he's fucking, <coughs> this Jesus, he's Good the class. dude. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah. And I, I loved it. I thought it was great, right? Um, and I did believe. I thought, yeah, God made all that. I, I, I don't think, I don't know what you really believe at eight years old um, probably something similar to Santa you yeah. don't go into it right it's just someone tells you it and, and that's it good um, babysitter as you said exactly yeah, yeah that's exactly it for a working class mum Jesus is an unpaid babysitter mm-hmm. if I can't watch you someone can it's yeah. for, they think it's for the good right but my brother came in he was 11 years older than me um, and he just said why do you believe in God and my mum went Bob and I knew oh she's she doesn't want him to say something and I thought why is that Right, okay, and then I thought about it. I thought, oh, oh, it's not real, is it? It's not real. It's not real. And then, and then everything fell into place. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah, this and that and that and that. Um, uh, but I've never, I've never um, worried about sp- spirituality. I've never. People think that an atheist is going around running into churches and saying it's all bollocks. I don't <laughs> give a. F- I, I, honestly, you know, I talk about it in my new show that you know, um, uh, I, I have no problem with belief. I just don't. I just don't believe that that's it. It's sort of a big subject right now, though, isn't it? Because there's people like Jordan Peterson and, um, you know, uh, Dawkins, those going around giving talks about the nature of what, how can you be spiritual if you don't have a God, which is what a lot of religious people say. And you sort of address it in this series. There's a woman yeah. in your office who's like, you know, well, what happens when you die then? These kind of things. Who well, asks the, well, the, the reason? Well, I think the spirituality in a religious term is, wow, look at all this amazing stuff God made. That's amazing. The yeah. Mountains are amazing. Animals are amazing. They're amazing, right? I go, yeah, I feel the same. They're amazing. Yeah. I just don't think he made them. Yeah. So there's no difference in our spirituality. We're just arguing about where it came to because I can, I can get there and I think it's explainable. I understand evolution and, and you know, a, a little bit of quantum physics and all those things. So I have the same feelings they do. I just think, oh, what you call God, I call nature. Yeah. I call gravity. I call chance. I call... Uh, you know, yeah, and you do like the wind people up about it a little bit, though. That's just in you. I just it? love that. But, that, but I do that about everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I've got no bigger chip on my shoulder about religion than I have, I have teasing someone about their tattoos. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tease someone Crack that on. big about their tattoos. <laughs> yeah. That's I have a simple rule. Yeah, people I tease have to be smaller. He does it all the time. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. You still, what you have to do is work up a close relationship with them and then after a while you yeah. can just like poke them. I'm not just... even looking at him in the face because yeah. I'm just looking at you now. Yeah, exactly. Just look about... for the cuck in the room. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's what you do. <laughs> but actually when we found, uh, when people found out that you were coming on here, they were like, ooh, a bit of an arsehole, isn't he? Like, oh, like A bit yeah. worried actually. Like, is it, how's this going to go? But like, everyone I know, like we're friends with Jack, mate, who you've done stuff with. Everyone yeah. I know speaks really highly, but 
Are you aware that there's this image of you that people are a bit interviewing you might be a bit of a... Um, I, I am, because um, I, I think that uh, early days, some journalists have said, uh, I'm combative. And I go, well, no, I just put you right. Do you know what I mean? If they say, and, uh, and you said, I go, no, I didn't say that. I said this, that. I go, oh. I go, well, do, do you want my answer or what? Yeah. It's like someone can slag you off, and if I answer back, so I go, oh, he's thin-skinned. I've had that. Well, hold on. What that? No, 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 no. You, what? I can't, I mustn't ever answer back, yeah. or I'm the thin-skinned one. Mm-hmm. Well, surely you should be able to stand up for, you know, your rights. And um, it's funny, because I think... Um, with all the advantages that people think that comes with fame and celebrity, they actually think you have less rights. You don't have rights to uh, privacy. You, yeah. you shouldn't answer back. Yeah. You shouldn't, you know, have the normal emotions of everyone else because you're, you're somehow above it. Or some sort. Well, yeah. it's, just, it's ludicrous. You've got it's, a real practical approach to celebrity. Like, you, you don't seem to value it the, the way... And I mean, it was shown when you fucking hosted the Globes and that. Is this partly because of your, like, working-class background, maybe? Or? It's a working-class background, and I was 39 when fame came to me. Yeah. It didn't define me. Yeah. I know some... If you're famous from the age of 15 or want to be famous from the age of 15 or 20, it, it, it sort of defines you because that's the world you live in. You mm. think everything... Everyone acts like that. You pick up the symptoms. You're worried about going out. You're worried about being packed. You're worried about your hair. You're worried about, you, you know, where you are in the chart. It's madness. It's a game. It doesn't mean anything. So if you, if you come to it and you've, um, you know, already lived a life, it It's frivolous. To, to me, it's getting a table at a restaurant, which I could probably do anyway if I bothered, you know, getting in the queue. Mm-hmm. So it's those things that you think, well, this is madness, you know. It, it, to worry, to put such value in celebrity. And also, there's no difference now between fame and infamy. It's like celebrities used to be, oh, they're great, they've done some really great things and we all love them. Now it can be, we all hate them, but they're bringing a book out. Yeah. You know, they get rewarded for shitty behaviour yeah, too yeah. now. Just being shit yeah. gets... Re- do you know what I mean? Shit's the new you, good, though. You've, you've, got, got, a, you've I mean? got a book alongside... My friend said, why would you walk in and buy The Only Way is Essex autobiography when Nelson Mandela's, like, right there? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's Mandela well, and you go... Well, Jordan's outsold. No, yeah. It's, it, it's, she's she, had a pretty prolific she got, life, though, she so don't fucking... You know, yeah. the, the, the one that I liked, the first thing I liked about Jordan was she was interviewed about her autobiography and said, now, I don't know if this is in the autobiography, yeah. so not only did she not write it, she didn't read it. Yeah. I mean... Just put it out. Definitely read my I love it. This one to check with you. Yeah. Did the ghostwriter oh, put that bit in? What, don't what, what did they do in 1987? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's the ultimate though. She is the ultimate of that. She was one of the original people who just made was made famous for being famous. When something happens to your car, you might say. But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. But you know what? I've still got nothing against them. I've got nothing against the Kardashians because what they've done is they've they've um, uh, created the life they want. I think. I mean, what's dangerous is people look at them and going, "Well, I can do that," and you're sort of right. Um, but uh, you I mean, know, with all the with all the things like you know, X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and these things where you go on and juggle a sink, um, it's like wh- that. Now what? 
You've named no. the wrong thing there again because I pay to see someone juggle a sink. But the, the, the thing that I, I think why you are maybe a dangerous figure within to those people is that you're, a lot of this relies on the emperor's clothing idea of like people going, oh, the clothes look good. And everyone goes, yeah, they look really good, don't they? So when you're willing that to go... That be said about me. No, but, <laughs> but when you're willing Massive to go... Massive balls or long yeah, balls. Huge balls. Seen them. But when you're willing to go... No, you're just doing this shit thing. They go, shh, shh, yeah. shh don't tell anyone. And like, also, yeah. uh, the other thing about the Golden Globes was I didn't have anything against them. It was yeah. just jokes. That's yeah. the, the shocking thing was that they didn't get, they were just jokes. Mm. You know, I didn't go about, uh, I went about their behaviour, not about things they couldn't help, things they'd done in public. I wasn't, you know, so it, all it was was gentle teasing that... Some people can't handle this stuff. It's weird because... Yeah, we've made we make jokes about other YouTubers, and I get private messages. You don't like what it. did you say that for? And it's like you made a shit video, like. You, but no one ever tells people that. So when they hear constructive, real criticism that they fully deserve, but yeah. everyone else is they reading the comments. I love it, brilliant, and it is actually shit when they hear that. It's like, and I imagine it's only a hundred times worse when you're Brad Pitt or whoever the fuck. Yeah, it, it's a shock to the system. For these people, yeah, I, I don't know why they would care. I, I don't know why they would, uh, you know, people and some of, and most of them didn't. Let's not, yeah. you know, th- th- those people sitting there. Okay, I was the butt of the joke. Yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. Mm. I, I, I'm a millionaire and I'm going back to it. You know, they, but so all oh, people make them care. They go, oh, this though he made a fool of you. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then some people looking around wondering if they could laugh at someone else because yeah. they're beholden to them because they're a director or producer. Yeah. I'm not beholden to anyone. I create my own labour. I own my own labour, so I don't care. <laughs> Having said that, I never went out there to hurt anyone's feelings mm-hmm. or undermine the moral fabric of America. They were jokes. They just hadn't seen it done before. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I played the outsider a little bit, which you've got to do, which you have to do to be a comedian, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly uh, uh, the strain of Br- where British comedy has, has evolved. We were usually the court jester. We were we were the idiot. Um, what make, making the other idiots laugh at someone who's better off? That we had low status, but now people know how much we earn, so it's hard to keep your low status. Yeah. So I don't want to go out there and pretend that oh, I was signing on yesterday. Yeah, you know that bus driver. I go fuck you, fucking lie. I've been on a bus for forty fucking <laughs> years, right? So I, I keep it real, and I, I keep my low status in two ways. One, I invite them in. I go, what you think? It's all fun and games meeting the queen. Look what I. I piss myself you know or something I invite them in and go I was the putz so they laugh at that the other thing I do is I talk about things where they're better off than me I talk about being fat and old and mm. going bald and gonna die before them and saggy balls and they're going I'm better off so you do it you do it you can still do it and you shouldn't go out there and be above the audience you should go out there and tell the audience what a great life you've had there's nothing more boring you're right, mate. Yeah. yeah, right. We've had our bad day here. Yeah. So I do, ironically. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the biggest laughs. I, I, I pretend, you know, I'm, I'm so rich I can have this place burnt down for a laugh. Because they know it's a joke. They but know you, it's a You more than most comedians. There's a truth in every. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even more than most comedians. So you've you've went out of your way to be like, I guess if you compare you to like Seinfeld or Chris Rock or like, they still they care a bit more about their image than I think you really didn't give a fuck like you actually embraced that even more so um, well I, I again uh, when I started I remember thinking um, the point of stand up and the people I liked right, um, uh, I want to be nearly as funny as everyone is in the pub with their mates 
Mm-hmm. And that, that, people think, well, I could do that. You can't. It's really hard. It's really hard to go out on stage, 10,000 people, and be as funny as you are in the pub with your mates. Because mm-hmm. right? you can't say the things you say in the pub with your mate. You have to explain too much to be as funny as... Because they've known you for 10 years. So one little look can be the funniest thing, you know? You know what your mate's thinking. Someone comes in, your mate looks, and you laugh because you know what he's thinking. Yeah. You can't do that. Right? So it, it's harder than it... Than it than the, and... Um, uh, I wanted to... I remember thinking this as well, um, 20 years ago. I wanted to fuse that perfection of Seinfeld where he takes an idea and he goes to the... Lo- and, and, and explore that. But do it like Billy Connolly. Shambling out in jeans with a beer, saying, how are you? I've just come from the docks. That's what I wanted. Uh, and I didn't have a thing. I didn't have a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't set myself alight in a brothel like Richard Pryor. <laughs> Do you know? I haven't been uh, oppressed. Not that we know of. No, I know. Yeah. No, yeah. So what's my only thing? Being a a, a, an old, a working class oik who shouldn't be in polite society. Mm-hmm. I still play that, even though they know I went to university and everything. That yeah. I still play the. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I, I, yeah, I know I shouldn't be here. Um, and with stand up, I still. I, st- I always try and get in where I've come from. Yeah. Stories from childhood or uh, making a fool of myself or a teacher putting me down or my, my dad. Because uh, so it goes in, it all goes in. Subliminally, they go, ah, oh, we well, get you it you pass that down as well, though, like in, in how to deal with certain situations. Like we were talking before and, and it's like we used to, like people would be bullied at school yeah. and we'd have no reply to them I mean I wasn't bullied that much I've got to be honest but he was, this one's my story he's told so, me a few yeah, of his stories no, but, yeah. but, but and, you and, were my tool to yeah. oh sorry and I'm looking no, at what you're saying there but I said this before like you there were kids at school uh, when the office first came out who they so how old are you uh, 30 just Right. right, so but you I'm were, like, you were t- I was in the end 13, of high school 14, at that point. 15. I was 15, 16. Right, yeah. And I think the first time it came out, a lot of I remember when people my mum went, I can't watch this documentary. Like she turned it off and didn't like it, didn't like the boss. That's great. It was a bit like she, this guy's an asshole. And I was like, oh, but I, I I didn't and I remember watching it and thinking, I don't know if this is a comedy or if this is a documentary at the time, because it was so that's felt great. so real. That's, the, that's bro- And brilliant. then when I watched it as a comedy over time I'd start going, you know, when a, when a bully did something in class, I'd go, Oh, that's so and people were, and everyone else would go. He's he's subtly, under, subtly undermining him, but you are the, the comedian has no idea. Yeah. Has no idea that yeah. You pass that on to yeah. a whole generation. Like you, we're all just copying what you did. Basically, like me and him have taken a lot from yourself. Are you aware of the impact that you had on our generation? Yeah. Uh, I sort of. I sort of. Um, uh, it's straight after I noticed that adverts were doing. Fake documentary. Yeah. But again, I didn't invent that. I mean, uh, uh, you did in this style. I know we're trying to be like, oh, Ricky, it's so great the way you did it. But there, there is a generation of people now where you can look at them in the eye, they'll do one Brent quote, and everyone, and you instantly go, I like you. Do you well, know what I mean? I, I think that's, uh, I think that's more mine. The fact that because I wasn't a real actor, what I was doing was an impression of a man I made up. I always thought of like, what would this guy do? Not how to act or where to stand, mm-hmm. but what would this guy do? And once you understand the motivation of Brent, that he's, he wants to be popular. He wants to be popular, right? And there's a camera there, so that's going to catch him being a twat as well. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, everything makes sense. If that wasn't a fake documentary, that would be a very, very average sitcom. <laughs> be very, very average. Below, yeah. yeah you um, know, <laughs> but once you know he wants to be famous, 
Yeah. And he's getting caught out. So I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I, I hated exposition. I mm-hmm. hated how people like to say, um, John, you know your sister, the one who went to Gambia? Yeah. Well, of course I do. She's my sister. Why are you talking about that? <laughs> yeah. right? So, uh, and it made it hard on the fact argument because you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, do things behind closed doors because, so uh, it made you work. And so I did it with getting caught by the camera. So if someone says something and they go, uh, is that true? And you go, you know they're lying. Mm. You just know but they're you, lying. You had an ability to bring it, make it more real than I think other people had done beforehand because you, I guess, because you weren't trained and you knew you just made it more like real life. Yeah, I was emulating um, those sort of quaint docu soaps mm. that uh, of the nineties that I'd watched. You know, and ordinary people get their fifteen minutes of fame, and Airport, and that was it. Yeah. exactly. But then now it's when when I came to do um, Life on the Road, it was like ten times worse. You know, now David Brent would have been on X Factor or... And so I made it harder for him that he thought... He was an old generation who thought, well, no, I'm going to do it the right way. And, of course, he struggled even more. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, 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 it's got crazier and crazier. Now people will, you know, do anything to be famous. What's your motivation at this point, then? Because, like, you've, you've done everything, you've made lots of money. Like, obviously, you can pick and choose everything you want to do, but you seem to be still grinding away, doing all these stand-ups and series... Why aren't you just chilling out on a beach somewhere? Well, I am. I mean, I, I'm not on a beach, but um, this is, it's still fun for me. It's, I get up every day and I do what I want. I mean, that's, that's rare. And if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. Uh, and as soon as I have it, if I finish a project, I think, oh, I've done that, right, I'm going to have a rest. When I rest is when I think of another idea. The, the having the idea is the buzz for me. That's the thrill. And is there a way you get those ideas stereotypically? You can't. It can't. You've got the sort of brain and it comes to you. But um, what gets harder, because I do everything, and I like to do more than one project because I've got that sort of brain, I can't do one project because I can only work on it for 20 minutes and then go, now what? And I'll go some computer chess. I'll, I'll go out and find a dog to play with. Uh-huh. So I have, I have three paintings on the go, okay. right? So I can go from one to the other and I can keep my brain. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't help that. I, that's the, I don't even know what that is, right? But I need to do that. Um, my motivation, it, it's fun. I can, you know, and I push myself, I go, could I get away with that? Is there a way of getting away with that? I think I can, I think I know. Um, and uh, it comes to you when you relax and... It, it, it's, this is my job now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. This is our job. Mm. What? I'd be doing this anyway. Yeah. I did this on the doll. Yeah. This is what I was doing. The guy didn't Do, pay much. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so, uh, but there's admin because I still have to take care of business. That's the thing you don't, you know, talk about. Uh, you know. Um, so of a day, if I if I do a six hour day, which is fucking rare, that's a long day. Right? <laughs> but four and a half hours is admin. Yeah. Just go and do that, do that. What so and so? Yeah, okay. Tell them us. Okay, what have I got to do? What I got because yeah, I do it all right. So the best time for me is as I lay down to sleep, um, on a plane, altitude, um, no phone and champagne. And I write. That's when I write the things that make you cry. Really? That's when I write the bits that make you cry. And I'm there like that on a plane. And they're like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. In first you know, class. Right? You didn't say that. In first yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make me cry worse, though, because you've brought me so many laughs 
that I'm more emotionally connected to you as a friend. So when you get upset, I, it really gets me going. Whereas my family said that. Yeah, and, and my another, niece and nephew said they. Oh, uh, when I cry, they cry because yeah. they know me, of course, and they and and they've they've never seen me cry, you know, yeah. except at a, a funeral, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but uh, I, I'm going for a run. Um, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Shock. Yes, I do. All right, I work out every day. Imagine if I didn't. Um, uh, but yeah, you just think the endorphins kick in. You're there for yeah. twenty minutes, no phone. You're thinking about things, and I, that's usually jokes. That's usually a routine or a thing that I think of. That's my, that's my naughtiest. And I go, oh, oh, that's funny. That's funny. I go home. I say to Jane, "What do you think of this?" She says, "Please don't do that." And then I know. I know Brilliant. There's, there's something like that's this. it that's the one <laughs> fantastic I love it if she yeah. says it's too bad that's, yeah. the, that's spot on yeah. Yeah. So, and then I go okay what about this she goes right yeah I have to get round so, so first you go unfiltered and then you go now I've got to make it palatable and that. then I've got to make it bulletproof because this joke can come back and haunt me in 10 years yeah. you don't want which to be, you shouldn't have to worry about yeah. you don't want to be you, James Corden Harvey Weinstein type jokes uh, where they exactly yeah. he hadn't thought it through yeah. he wasn't it wasn't his thing you it's know I want, to, I want to say you know, I, again I wouldn't slag him off for doing it but you go if you are going to if you, you are to going to try it oh you've got to be bulletproof and then mm. you can't say sorry you say sorry I don't say sorry you should have done the fucking first place what are you 10 yeah. right so I want to say I want to say to people who aren't uh, comedians haven't been doing it all their life. You shouldn't try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> right. People say, how does he get away with it? Well, because I fucking think about it. I haven't gone out there, I haven't gone out there drunk and said something horrendous. Uh, I've thought about that joke m- more than your article about it. Yeah. I've, I- I've played that joke to 800,000 people. You're going to do a snotty blog? Fuck off. Yeah. I, I, I must know, admit, when, like... I watch, when I watch Humanity, there was the joke about... Um, the baby dying and, and how incapable of a parent you were. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, oh, that's so fucking funny for a start. After I'd stopped laughing. But after a while, I'm like, oh. and I really thought about, is there anything you could say about that? Like, oh, you could bring up and and you cannot take you to task because you've literally done well, it's also, so many it's hours. my baby that doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine someone getting annoyed at that. Yeah. I once, um, I once tweeted... Uh, um, right, I've put on seven pounds and a picture of me with a big belly. Um, do your worst. Uh, insult me, right? People said, you shouldn't fat shame. What, me? I shouldn't <laughs> fat shame me. Well, okay, my bad. Yeah. It's, it's ludicrous what people get yeah. upset about. They haven't, again, they haven't thought it through because Twitter's turbo. Twitter is before you've thought about it. Oh, yeah, it's just it, easily of tweeted. Of course, up, 15 yeah. years ago, you go, I'm going to complain. Dear BBC, I, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Now you fire it off. Now it's like it's road rage. You're going fast. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think the human nature is more to speak only when something's annoyed you and not as much when... You know, so if we watch the comments on this video, you're going to get more negative probably than positive a lot of the time because if, if you're enjoying it, you're not... You're not writing. You're you're sitting there and enjoying it. I know. Generally, that is. But that's, again, but the, but the type of people who will go online and leave a comment, th- that is like you might as well go and read toilet walls yeah. to get upset about them. Okay. I, I I have never been upset by anyone on Twitter. Yeah. I have no one has ever upset. They don't exist. It's like me. Honestly, they think they can. I'm too happy. If I'm walking down the street and there's some 
cunt in a bin covered in shit and he shouts wanker I'm going to get upset of course I'm not it would be madness it would be wouldn't it and I, <laughs> I just love that he's covered in shit Ryan yeah. doesn't he how did you get there with that <laughs> <laughs> his imagination no wonder he fucking does. Uh, that's, that's but, what I thought the, the Twitter is a little bit that's not to go always go back to your comedies and what you put on TV but that's what I was like about your character is that there's a vulnerability but they think they're not vulnerable yes so of course Brent doesn't think he's vulnerable of course and it's that's the, what Twitter is sort of it's, it's the like, blind spot exactly yeah. that Twitter it's reveals that. a lot of people's blind spots in the, yeah. like, you know they, also not, it exaggerates them it can be totally wrong there's no irony yeah people can get it wrong I remember when I first got on Twitter I did a tweet right and so I said so I was like okay no I didn't mean that and I'd, I'd spend the next hour explaining that. I thought fuck off yeah. why am I doing this yeah. why am I and then people would go dude don't explain to them there are fucking arsehole most of us got it I thought, of course you did yeah. why am I it's honestly it's like going out and doing an arena and going to someone do you, are you like it oh I don't like it okay it's cancel the show like, what do you like yeah. what do you like or going <laughs> here's why that joke was funny and just let me break this down because see the baby's dead but it's not real so I, I know like, yeah. I know but you, it's like I did used to worry about it because I thought oh, oh they've got it wrong and, uh, and I'll still explain the joke if they want if someone asks me a genuine question on Twitter, I will explain it. I don't always have to be flippant or tell them to fuck off or block them or, or whatever. Um, uh, I used to get so annoyed at people who'd say uh, to me things like um, uh, over evolution. I used to discuss things on, on Twitter. Um, and they say, oh, okay, if we evolved um, from apes, then why are there still apes around? Yeah. And I used to go, oh, you fucking... Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And now I say... I just, I just answer. I go, no, we didn't evolve from apes. We evolved with apes from a common ancestor, rather like cousins. And that, and that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and they go, all right, okay, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Thanks go, for that. Going, yeah. Back, going back to afterlife. What, one thing that struck me when I was watching it because it really reminded me of right after uh, someone died in my life and how I was acting. I was like, it's as if this is about me here. I couldn't believe it. How did you? How did you know, like, where you go? Like, have you had those experiences yourself? Or well, I, I'm, uh, uh, I haven't had. I mean, the greatest fear is, you know, is your life partner. That you know, that's that's the be all and end all. There's nothing like it. I've had parents and mm-hmm. friends, but um, uh, no. So it, it, you know, I, I'm um, I'm guessing, uh, but uh, well, that was all I, just pretty much you imagining it then. Yeah, and you didn't you talk to anyone you specifically or see anyone who inspired that. Uh, no, but again, I have. I know. I've, you've, mm. Everyone knows someone who's you know, and uh, and you've got anecdotes and and uh, I've heard interviews with uh, people I admire who've lost their partner, and uh, so it all goes in. You don't even have to think about it because at the end of the day, it is a fiction. As long as you do something that has happened or could happen. Um, you don't have to have uh, something that happens every day to everyone. Mm-hmm. That, that's boring. Um, uh, and then I still had to make it funny. And then I had to, you know, th- throw lots of things in. There's a thousand stories in there, and I, and I just did one. Um, uh, but I do, I do like it to be real. I do like it to be honest yeah. and real. And I do like people to connect in any way. I, I do. I think the greatest thing about art is connecting um, with a stranger. Someone you'll never ne- know or meet or know, you know. Um, or care about in a way mm. it, I don't know these people um, but it is a thrill to think that uh, you're like you're like um, you're downloading emotions and that's why music comes in it's like oh, you're making someone 
a thousand miles away feel something you mm-hmm. know and, and now with social media I do hear about it yeah. oh my god just watch Derek I'm a 54 year old builder crying my eyes out yeah. you know that's lovely that's a really lovely thing to hear um, uh, so um, but you mustn't you mustn't second guess you know I, I, um, I don't know who I like it and I imagine people like different things people would put my a thousand people would put my work in different order of their favourites to you know I yeah. do it you know, I, you know. You know how, how do you feel about personal? No, I don't. I don't right. do to my okay, stuff. Okay, I was going to say because yeah. I changed my mind about that as well. Yeah, and also everything bleeds into that. You know, it's like um, you can have a real affection for the first thing you ever did, but no, it's not the best thing you ever did. You know, it, it's. Yeah. You, do you know? You're speaking about the office and how you sort of it wasn't. Like now, you're you're speaking about your work in a totally different way than when you were first making the office, and you are yeah. trying to impersonate a guy rather than now you're creating all this emotion and you're really thinking things through differently. What was the biggest learning experience of your life so far to get you to up, like you upgraded a lot through that time? What was the thing that oh you think would be like God, that was the one I really learned from the most? What project or yeah. thing moment or- any mo- or any anything that really you feel like it's made you improve the most as a person? Meeting Jerry Seinfeld. Don't meet your fucking heroes. Do you know what I <laughs> um, mean? Oh, my God. Oh, that's... Uh, well, lots of things... Um, uh, I suppose... Uh, knowing Christopher Guest... Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of... He's been a sort of mentor... And I have to give him props, you know, Spinal Tap, fake documentary. Yeah. Um, and he's and he, he's given me some pearls. I like the way he acts and conducts himself. Um, I remember once when I had to do a... It was an invention line. They wanted me to do one of those um, uh, screenings where you, they give you notes. 40 members of the public give you notes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't want to do that, right? And Chris Crest said, why would you? They said... Um, uh, if, if you're going to let them edit it for you, next time write it with them. Mm. And I thought that's a lovely thing to do. Mm. It's a lovely thing to say, you know. Um, uh, but you learn all the time. You learn all the time. And because, I mean, I suppose I'd done a bit of learning before I came to it. Um, that life experience. Life experience. I remember I won the BAFTA, the first BAFTA I won for The Office. And I was sat at home with it, right, after, you know, being... Uh, quite an underachiever <laughs> I was very good at underachieving and I said to Jane oh why didn't I do this before and she went we well, wouldn't have been any good you didn't have anything to say what you've got a, you've got a, I couldn't have done it at 22 or 23 mm-hmm. life's already too good at 20 you have to come to terms with your own inadequacies you know I, it, it's I think that whether um, the Simon Amstel said uh uh, when he sees a really good-looking young comedian, he thinks, why do you want to do this? People are already looking at you. Mm. And that's a f- lovely thing to th- think, you know. I that all the time. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I had, to, uh, I had to get... I had to lose my looks. Well, because I was going to say at one point, I think it could have been so different for you. You were a dancing and so... Imagine if you got that... That's the biggest lesson. fucked up. That's the biggest lesson. By far the biggest lesson. That's it. Number one, that I wanted to be a pop star and I should have wanted to be a musician. And then when I came to this, I knew I wanted to own my own labour and create the work. I wanted to be the writer-director. The acting was whatever. The being on the red carpet, whatever. My fat face on the screen, Whatever. 
but doing owning the work that that's it's that was my process. biggest lesson i should have i should have wanted to be a musician you know i should have wanted to be radio ahead not you know, you know what i mean yeah not right. a boy band um and i didn't particularly but you know that that that's certainly a lesson yeah it is funny for me um i thought your biggest lesson was going to be don't wear a scarf like that in a picture but the um <laughs> the other part it is a lovely scarf I'm only joking. in uh, so, in curb no in, the picture. Uh, in the picture oh, of you in the well, i sort of spoofed it in that picture yeah. a little bit in curb yeah. that, that that little white chiffon scarf yeah. that um i looked yeah. at that and i was like is that a tribute to his younger self Do you know now that was great fun as well because i'd done it to other people yeah. for years in extras and the go and then when i get the chance to do it to myself yeah I realise why people love it. When people say, how did you get people to do that? It's a day off for them. Yeah. And they're sort of going, well, the, the best thing to do with it is make yourself worse than they want you to be. So if you go crazy, you're basically saying, see, I'm not, I can't be really like this, can I? Yeah. You know, so that was an absolute joy doing Curb and being a complete arrogant arsehole. That was so much fun. It's funny because actually I don't think you get as much credit in uh, extras for your writing as you do in The Office because people go, it's so real. But the comedy writing in extras, not to sound like too sycophantic, but... I think it's because innovation gives you that. Because they hadn't seen anything quite like it before and they hadn't seen me before, so I get new props. Yeah, but getting Ian McKellen to say, how do I act so well? It's fucking brilliant. That's still one of my favourite comedy scenes. uh, I'm glad you said that. And I I do sort of agree with you because um, uh, it was sort of easier in a way because we had we had the famous people to spoof. Yeah. So that, that's a, again, that's a little bit easier because they're doing a lot of the work just by being there and being there. You could them. just sit there for half an hour and be like, what's the most crazy shit I can get? Of course. You can still blow it though. Yeah. It could still be awful. True. I've seen people have them in there. I just think we haven't done, you haven't done anything with that. Yeah. You know, you can make it like a, a children in need sketch where you go, you had so-and-so and you, and that's all you did. Mm. Oh, come on. You know, so you could still blow it. Um, but extras was really still about some hapless people you know it was never meant to be about the celebrities that was for realism rather like we had real computers and paper around in the office they were no more than that in a way because it was about a man struggling to be accepted and uh, and I remember when uh, that was a conscious decision I wanted to play the opposite of David Brent because David Brent um, uh, it's the blind spot we're laughing at you know Um, he thinks this person is not whereas Andy Millman He's the he's, Tim, isn't he? He's a very... Exactly, he's yeah. the Tim. And he's very aware of his inadequacies and he's angry about it. So that's a different funny. Yeah. It's a different funny. I, I, it's just as funny. Someone who's delusional and thinks they're great and you're laughing about it, great, right? But someone who goes, my life is absolutely fucking shit. You know, well, like That's Hancock. why the Les Dennis episode was oh, great. perfect. And Brilliant. Barry... And there's, there's a lot of, of people have shit lives. There's but pathos, actually they're great yeah. yeah. Of course, exactly, yeah. But uh, again, I mean, you've got a... I think you've got a, you've, There's got to be a struggle... Yeah. There's got to be a struggle. Because uh, initially, Andy Millman started... I, I like those wisecrackers, and I, I wanted him to be like, um, you know, uh, Groucho Marx or Bob Hope. One of those <laughs> right. people that, but again, even there, it, they sort of show that it's not good to be the cleverest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lisa Sin- uh, Simpson syndrome. That yeah. You can do a witty comment if you go, well, you're an idiot. Because you know, we're all not like... You know, like Bart Simpson gets a round of applause because mm-hmm. he, you know... Um, so there was that as well. So you, all these factors, you have to... Why are people laughing? You, you know, the, uh, people have to sort of know, even if it's only intuitively, why they're laughing. You, um, know, the, you know, Derek, how long did it take you to, to perfect who he was going to be? Because I'm sure you played around with him a lot. What was that like? Um, 
Uh, yeah, it was an evolution. It originally started uh, as a character. Um, I, it was going to be... I had him for, for a while, um, but it was going to be him saying those funny things to celebrities. Because mm-hmm. I've had him as long as the 11 o'clock show. Wow. So he was going to go out and go out to someone and say, why, why did you do that rubbish film? <laughs> right? So they'd be disarmed by this nice guy. And I'd... And I'd seen autograph hunters, and they're a sweet bunch, but they're an odd bunch, mm. and they're all lovely and sweet, but yeah. an odd bunch, you know. <laughs> That's and an statement. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they were. So I, I, and I thought, oh, that would be great because I don't know them, and when you get no, they're really sweet and nice, right? They just look odd because they're out in the rain in an Alara, <laughs> you know, they're drenched, yeah. right? Like any of those. So I thought, after they, a signature, they yeah. could be, they could have amazing lives. Yeah. They could be really wise. They just like. So I thought. That's great. So I'm going to make Derek to look at him, someone you go, who the, f- who the fuck? And then you go, actually, he's, he doesn't care about this. So he's quite zen. Mm-hmm. I quite him quite zen. I quite like that, you know, the, the sort of... The, 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 There's the, no anger in him. The, the, the hobo turns out to be God. It makes you him quite I mean? profound. In a, yeah. In a, in a he, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you mistreat him, you'll regret it. But that yeah. is... That and is, he's Christ-like, and he's, and yeah. he's pet-like, and he's chimp-like, and he's... He's perfect. Yeah, and he's just... He's, you can't... He, 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 I wish he existed. I, I, I've never had a connection with playing a character like Derek. Well, I think that was your best acting performance, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. you know, it's most obviously not just me. Yeah, it was, the, um, it was the biggest stretch, but you nailed it. Yeah, and I think, um, I think people think, and they're right, um, that I'm lazy... Uh, when it comes to how long am I in the makeup chair, and uh, like I got offered, I got offered um, that Winston Churchill film. Oh really? And they caught him. I go, no, no, no. And I went, I said, and there's a bit where you go, yeah, maybe I could do it. But then they go, of course you couldn't. They need a real actor. I, I was saying to them, you need a real actor. I think they'd see me do Churchill. And, and I, that's surprising I, that you said not that because uh, you are well, a big imperialist. And then and then um, um, Jane read the script. And she went, you know, he's 62 in this, so you'll probably have to have makeup three. I won't forget it. That's it. <laughs> that was it. That was. I, the I would have fun. enjoyed that though because uh, <laughs> you're a little bit like um, Robin Williams in that you, uh, he could do both. Do you know what I mean? You could do it all. And I don't know. I would have enjoyed that. I, yeah, I think sometimes it's um, it's too it's too much effort or too hard, or I don't think I'm the genuinely best person for the job. Mm. Whereas if I create the character, it comes from me. It's already there, so I am the best person for the job. Mm. Um, and uh, um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, I think if I if I'm doing my own mannerisms and I'm not worried about doing an accent or a funny walk or a hunchback, I can make it realer for them. Even though they might think, "Oh, he's just he's just playing himself." That's a ridiculous accusation. All my favourite people played themselves. Dustin Hoffman plays himself. Lauren Hardy played themselves. Same in everything. Woody Allen is always the same. It's this this thing that. That the, to be a great actor, you have to transform yourself and live in a cage for a year. It's it, you don't, you know, you don't. There's and ironically, <laughs> the, the the method actors, what they do is they imagine that person and what they would do in their spare time. And that's exactly what you did with Brent. Is, but you weren't aware of it probably at the time. No, I wasn't aware of it. I had no, I didn't, I hadn't picked any uh, acting. Sim- I still don't. I still, I can still, I can still cry uh, in tears. Have the camera people in tears, and they go right, okay, next. Next shot is right. um and, the, and, and so they that, freak out and when that you looks do. weird. That looks that sociopathic. Weird. He's got, a fucking yeah. sociopath. Yeah. yeah, of course they've got to slowly put the brakes on and go back into yeah. right because again it's a real emotion. But um I'm always thinking 
I'm thinking, oh, this is start again. Or you've got to, you've got to think this is good. And I, I, everything, time I've cried, Invention of Line, David Brent, Derek, Afterlife. Every time I've cried, it's the first take, because then you feel better. Yeah. I can't do a second take crying. Yeah. You can't. Because once you, you go there, you, you come can't. Because yeah. I, you have to. If you cry, they're real tears. I don't mean I'm really upset. And the other thing is, it's got to be justified. I couldn't cry here because I'm not thinking about something really sad. So if if I was doing something and it wasn't justified, mm-hmm. it's not sad enough. I can't cry. So I suppose that's a bit of method. Um, but you just make sure you make sure what you've written justified someone crying anyway. Otherwise, it's nonsense. It's it's soap opera. Do you, you run? A lot, you seem to run a lot of things by. Jane, do you, uh, yeah. do you go with her with a lot, almost everything that you do? Do you? Well, she makes me think. I mean, I don't. I, uh, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I think. I think she'd probably have seen everything I've ever done before I've done it at some stage. Uh, so you're like first audience member, basically. Uh, yeah, uh, particularly with jokes, and I run those by her, and I'm excited about it. And uh, and 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 it's not like it's not really a test I'm not really going if she hates this it's brilliant sometimes you go oh you said so I go oh yeah good point good point yeah so you, you do need that um, the great thing about stand up is um, it's not like other disciplines so when you write a film or a sitcom or and that you do your best thing and you think about it and you might show it to a few people and you film it and you edit it and you and then it's finished and it's out there's nothing you can do about it that's it done right with stand up you can change it every night and they choose your best bits. They choose your best bits for you. So it's less like an art and more like a science. It either works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. If it works, keep that in, add to it, add to it. If it doesn't work, think about it, lose it or edit. So what you're, after 10 gigs to a couple of hundred people at a time, um, you've got the best hour. And if an audience of a thousand people here like it, it works the same there. Different it, people are the same. If they can understand the language, they're the same. That's a big sample. A thousand people. And so once it works, it works every night. Even states in England? So, or do yeah. you change your act for the states? No, I don't change my act. You know, the only thing that I do is, is if it's, um, again, a cultural reference. Right. Like Sidewalk. if the punchline was Kerry Katona. Right. They do. So you either do a, <laughs> an equivalent. Famous, though, so. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You either do an equivalent, or you or you lose it, or you 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 know. When, and uh, so, but no, I don't. You don't need to change tap to force it and pavement to sidewalk. You know. How, that, how many people do you meet um, who haven't quite got? Which it? makes sorry. Which Go makes ahead. me make sure that that is um, universal and timeless. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Right, so yeah. I, don't, I don't go, see your big brother last night. And they go, no, we didn't. Yeah. No. You know, so... You do uh, the Bible. I do. Yeah. If you're classic. talking about... Yeah, classic. Bible, AIDS, cancer, the Holocaust... Never go down. Hitler. Sorry. All it's terrible never, things. It's, it's never, all terrible things. You, um, yeah. Uh, I sort of got to follow up on the Bible. But the, um, the, side, the side of it is, how many people have you met? Because I meet a lot of people who don't quite get you or they don't quite understand your humour... And sometimes... I'll... We have a word for those, though. What? Dumb cunts. No, no. No, but seriously, there are people who think they get you, and they go to your stand-up, and they go, oh, he's bloody brilliant. But I get you in a different way to the way that some of those right. people get well, you. Well, that's... That, that, that's... Yes. Um, I'm not saying that... I get you in the right way, but there's a lot of people no, who go, I and love everyone, that and, and, uh, and, uh, and um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. And, and I feel it sometimes, because um, when... Uh, and it depends what I've done as well. Because once you're in, like, 
a Hollywood movie or you do the Golden Globes, there are people who haven't seen The Office or seen exactly. the stand-up. And so um, if they've seen me um, being f- fun and nice on This Morning, at saying things, you know, you're saying in front of your nan. And then they go, what's humanity? Yeah. Go, Brilliant. Why is he... Why is he... <laughs> yeah. Why is he talking... So like, there's some with the kids? Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. Why, is he, why is he kicking a baby? Yeah. Right. So you get those, but m- most people get it. And, and, and the great thing about humanity, I'd been around for so long mm-hmm. that... Everyone there got me. They know who you are. Like. They know who I am now. They know they they uh, and they laugh at the. If I do anything even slightly self-referential or uh, talk about money or do a joke about you know uh, uh, being self-aware of my image or anything, they they all laugh. They get it. So so you come through the other side really. But yeah, um, certainly throughout and early on, uh, so people would love the office. And they mm. want to get a ticket. Right? And then I do a chat show. Then I win an award. So next time I do twice as big a venue. And now some of them haven't seen the office, or yeah. so they're they're not quite as sure. But you, the, you know, you go by the way. What you don't do is try and please them. Right. They either they either go away or their seats go to someone who does care next time. Right. And all you have to do is make sure that you could have sold more tickets. That's what I do. I don't. I I I, I sell enough. I sell enough, and I've got the world as well. So most comics haven't got the world, so I don't have to do thirteen nights in Blackpool. Yeah. Because I, you know, I can. Who wants to? No, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know I, I I can play. I can play around the world. I can play the North Blackpool. America. South what about America. when you have bombed? What's that felt like? Can you well, have a lot better than that? Well, well it, it's difficult because what you mean by bombed, when you bomb, it's n- not usually your audience. So when I jump up and say jokes at the Golden Globe, so some people are gasp. I don't know if that's bombing because I, 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 I meant um, more in the traditional way, like maybe in the early days, what, if that happened. Well, I didn't do the early days. Right. My first gig. The, was, my animals, fir- it? was animals yeah. and the first gig the first gig I did animals the, the warm up I was on the front cover of the Radio Times as the most influential person in comedy which is obviously ludicrous but I'd done I was on the st- about to do the second series of The Office and I'd won two BAFTAs so uh, no one no one going there was going who the fuck's this bloke they're going, I love The Office, he's okay. my favourite. So You've never really had that classic stand-up I experience. Then. I haven't, no. Yeah. And I, and, uh, no, I really haven't. Uh, so I'd have, to, I'd have to sort of create it, really. And I don't know where I could go to create it, because there's going to be mm. someone who... Try doing animals in a church, I think that'll probably do it. Well, yeah, you can, <laughs> say, you can, you can certainly find not, you, you know, I imagine if I'd, I... I can't imagine... Um, if I supported another comedian for a laugh, mm. that that might not go down. But it, it's 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 hard for me now to know what it would have been like. Um, but it makes me work harder because you don't want the cheer when you walk out to be louder than the cheer when you walk. So I try and lower expectations. I sometimes I do it ironically mm. with a big thing, and then go anyway. Don't get your hopes up, you know. Um, uh, but you'd feel that if if you if you're the biggest comedian on the planet and they're going mental for you and then you do an okay show they go oh fuck me yeah. I, I you thought- relax people when you come out you've got that I don't know where you fucking buy these massive cans of beer mm. uh, do you have right. them custom they're almost comedic right, that, yeah. right. That, I'll tell you when that started so uh, um, it was uh, the first special for HBO 
um, Out of England 2, which is sort of a compilation of my first two shows, Animals and Politics, right? Because I thought I'd have to lose so much. I didn't want to do Animals and Politics, so I, so I lost all the programme things, and they made a great hour. Yeah. Right? And I put, that was on HBO. Um, and uh, I said to, to the people, do you want a beer out there? I went, yeah, yeah, um, uh, just a... Uh, just a uh, a can of Foster's, right? And I didn't realise that actually Foster's in New York was quite hard to get, yeah. right? So they went, they, 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 and I didn't know this was happening. I, I meant a beer, right? So they said, we've got you Foster's. I went, great. And I went out there, and the, they had these ridiculously large cans. So I went out there to take the thing, and I went, and I went, could I just explain to people, um, that is a really big can, I am not a dwarf. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And then whenever I went, people had a can of Fosters for me. Right. People thought I was sponsored by Fosters. And it's just stuck. It's just they stuck. It. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's how it happened. And yet you've seen none of the kickbacks, so that must yeah. be annoying. No, I've, never had a free, I've never had a free can of Fosters, ever. Could have made you a millionaire, that. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it like to be in, or to be, because, uh, how to phrase this question, you didn't do the sets, you didn't go jobbing around, you know, no. Cross and South London and all the no, little I didn't, places. No, I didn't, What's it like to then suddenly sit on a special with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Lucy K going, We're all comedians. Like, and yeah. they're all going, He's brilliant. He's brilliant. You never, I know you're not the kind of guy to get imposter syndrome, but what does it feel like to sit alongside those well, guys? Uh, well, by then, I was sort of, and I had done a, a few. And also, the chat was going to be about comedy in general. Yeah. It was going to, I wanted to talk about Seinfeld. And yeah. uh, uh, um, everyone hates Chris, and I, I, I wanted to talk about Louis, and, talk, and I talked about the office next to it. But actually, when it came down to it, I was outnumbered, so they just talked about stand up, yeah, because it was the thing they really cared about. And um, I, I, you know, I went along for the ride, and I remember, I think this was off air, um, that uh, Seinfeld he couldn't understand that the other three of us did other things. He yeah. thought we were crazy. Yeah. But why do you want to do? He said to Chris, "Why do you want to do movies?" He went, well, I want to do this because he said you're a fucking stand-up. And now I get it. And now stand-up is the holy grail again. Really? It is. It is. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's the times that it's such a fucking privilege to say what you want. It's there's no filter. Even I get final edit on Afterlife or Derek or there's still sixty people involved. I still have to worry about broadcast rules. I still have to worry about this now. Whereas stand up, I do when I do it, where I do it, I charge what I want. Fuck off. You don't like it? Fuck off. Yeah. Right? There's there's nothing like it. It's an absolute privilege. But you better say something interesting. Those people some of them have paid five hundred quid. Right, really, and that breaks my heart. Yeah. That does break my heart. I want to give them a watch, right? But I bet to give them the fucking best night of their life. So I better do something interesting. And it's not what they want, right? It's what I want. Because again, if you second guess them, you won't please anyone. Whereas if you really think, uh, uh, there's a great phrase I love: um, uh, to lead the orchestra, you've got to turn your back on the audience. And that just sums up. Uh, I, I think art it's not a democracy it's not a, you, you, it's, it, it's evolution by natural selection they either like you or they don't if they don't someone else will buy that seat if they don't you'll play a smaller venue right but you but your, your work you'll still do it and you'll do it for you and you'll feel better um, and if you can have best of both worlds amazing that's amazing uh, having that audience reaction is that part of the reason why because you actually get that the return straight away whereas you know, you get the comments on Twitter, but you don't get to sit and watch everyone. Well, I realise it's because it, even even with right up to even up to fame 
and science when I was playing. I was already playing arenas and some and and around the world, not as much as I do now, but you know, um, I still felt like I'd written the show, I'd got it, and then they'd come out, they'd paid. They paid in advance. They paid six months before. I was sort of collecting money. I was giving them a good show. And I was going, oh, thank fuck for that. Now I can't wait. To, and now I could stay there. And now I go, this is... And I realised they made me work hard. Because to get all that, to get the money in advance and them laughing and then feel good afterwards, it's got to be good. You can't hide. You can't get away with it. Do you, you get nervous? Not for long. I never get nervous. Because if I'm going out there, I know it's good. I don't get. I I, I wouldn't go out there. I'd I'd cancel the show. I'd, I, this that's not good enough. I I don't put I don't put any on sale until the show's worked. I haven't put one gig for the new tour on sale because I haven't finished the warm ups yet. And I've already played to ten thousand people at the warm ups. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I when I go out there and someone's paid full price, th- 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 I know this this works. Trust me, it works. It really works. But not even like the butterflies that everyone seems to get. Like I get an adrenaline rush, but um, uh, that's because I haven't drunk yet and I can't wait to get out of there because I know there's a the beer. It's a vat of Foster's. Where you <laughs> out there, yeah. I usually drink at six o'clock, yeah. but when I do a gig, it's ten past eight. I try to get it early. Sometimes I say, can we do it? At- <laughs> Just for the fucking <laughs> no, Yeah. So at ten past, I'm very for that. Yeah. I go out there. And nowadays, right, <laughs> I, go out, I used to wave mm-hmm. and do a bit and then go, now I go straight out to the beer and go, <laughs> cheers. Yeah. Fuck it, <laughs> straight on. I know, yeah. I'll get you in a minute. Um, His next one's I back know your, But I know your point is a good one that, um, uh, I, not so much then, but uh, when I'd won the BAFTAs and I was on the front cover of Radio Times, I did, there's a part of me that think I should have, I should, I should do stand-up. Yeah. I sort of got to prove my point here a little bit. Um, Animals because, was just so. I remember just that. I watched that continually over and over again. Just like, just. Do you know what? I'd, I'd, with Animals, I that DVD. I'd done twenty shows. Yeah. Wow. And now I've done. I've done forty shows before I've put a ticket on sale with this one. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, lo- I, I loved how humanity went. The first few, uh, I sort of wrote like an Edinburgh show. I wrote like a writer, and then I went out like an actor, acting like a stand-up. Yeah. Humanity. I walked out. I was a stand-up and I didn't have notes I just had a couple of things and I just talked and I found the funny um, uh, you still have to meet at a certain you still have to then structure it you have to go home and write it but I like that way around more and that's what I've done with Supernature as well does that come from hanging out with comedians because no. you are hanging around with you're hanging around with the glitterati of com- comedy from as far as most people can tell do you know what I mean but I'm not really I'm not, you know, they see me sit down and they watch an hour of me with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, but... Is that I, not a common occurrence? Is comedians in cars not getting coffee not your everyday? Well, if you think that I've probably spent 10 hours of my life with Jerry and he's a friend, think how long, how, how long you've spent with him today. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Long, That's hanging long, out. Do you know what I mean? Long, yeah. That's hanging out. And it, that, they say as well, whether, you know, you watch... Um, uh, afterlife and people say oh, where can you go oh, where can you go from there I go well you've spent two and a half hours with that bloke yeah. you, surely there's more to learn about him yeah. you know I did feel like we at the end of afterlife I was like oh it feels like um, I remember when it feels a bit like the Sopranos for, uh, totally wow. different show but like wow. it feels like the greatest show ever I like this in, in my opinion <laughs> it is they're making a Sidetrack. They're making a prequel, prequel with and his, his son, son. His real son. Yeah, yeah I've, I've spoken to his son by the way. I want to get him on the podcast. Right. I'm a massive uh, Gandalfini fan. I met, I met him once, yeah. and I was intimidated by him. 
James, yeah. Yeah, he's a lovely man. He's but huge. He's the Sopranos. Mm. Oh, so there's a part of you, you know, as a as a as a fan, you went, "Hey, how are you doing?" Ah, and his hand like a bear. Yeah. I went, "Good, yeah." <laughs> you know, it's, it's you're the head of the mafia. Yeah, well, no, I'm not an actor. Yeah. No, but you're the head but of the even mafia. But even yeah, as exactly. even yeah. as James in his interviews, he's quite a, he was a, quite a serious guy. At he times. was. He was very. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and you know, Paulie Walnuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's less of a thespian and more. He's a real gangster. He, he was. Well, I don't know if he were, but he, he went. Hey, funny guy, I know you like that. And I went, yeah, I'm going, yeah. How you doing? Like that, right? Oh, unreal. <laughs> yeah. In there, yeah, yeah, it's funny. But what I meant by that was uh, Tony was developed so much over the following seasons. But we got like I felt like we got a taste of uh, the character. But it, I could feel like there was more to come if you wanted to. Have you ever? Did you ever feel like you shut any of the previous characters off too early and you wanted yeah. to go further? Yeah, with them? but on purpose. You, I, we could have done a, another series of The Office, but would it have been as good? Mm. Could people's memories yes. play play? They plays tricks with them though. Yeah, because when you think, like, um, uh, when you think you want another, you know, it might it, things happen. Yeah, you know, and you can't leave it too long. You can't, you know, you can't do it too early. So, uh, it, it, it's it's really a lovely safe bet to leave them wanting more, and you never know. You never know when you've gone too far. Mm. You know, it's 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 Russian roulette. Uh, there's, oh, I've only done one. You know, well let's just leave. Let's, let's you got away with that. Yeah, you're not dead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, you, let's, you can have too much Russian roulette, as they yeah, say. Yeah. 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 That old saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my nan used to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had He's no jaw. Yeah. No jaw on one ear. Yeah. <laughs> she could do yeah. Russian roulette again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nightmare going around here. I watched. Uh, I was. Well, I watched loads of clips before, and I, I heard um, a phone call you had on the radio with your mother. Um, I know. I, I, I. Do you know what? I listened to that yesterday. Was it going around Twitter? Uh, I think uh, it came up maybe recommended because I've been watching all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I, I couldn't listen to it for ages after. Yeah, yeah. but now I can. Now She's it's telling you off for your swearing. swearing. I didn't bring you up that your, way. Your language, my son. I didn't bring you up to say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I love how you tease her the way you tease like mm. Jane as well. Of like, course, the same of way. course. Yeah, yeah. And then when she laughs, so so she, you sound like Mutley. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, are the stories that you tell about her, f- uh, like her funeral and stuff, true? Like, if I say a story is true, it's true. So um, the whole I've, funeral with her, she was a keen racist kind of. That's that, all true. Right, that's all true. Everything's true. Um, and I, I, I've done jokes before that I've dropped that are clearly aren't true, serial because I'm worried they think the true stories aren't true. Right, right. So I don't say, uh, I don't do, I uh, walked into the bar the other day, da, da, da. no, yeah. I'm joking. Right? I don't do those. Mm-hmm. So, because I want them to know that when it's true, it's true. I might change the names, yeah. just in case. So a guy I went to school with who used to suck his own dick, I wouldn't say his actual name. It's actually Brad Pitt. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not, it's not Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's not, not with his back. No. <laughs> Was Do that, you ever think um, this should? No, I never went to school with anyone who sucked their own dick. No, I don't know that. They might have. Was the ant on the on the bell end true? <laughs> yeah. Was that one true? Was the, the fly on the bell end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't true. He said it was true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I felt ridiculous. You tried it. I, I, no, I've never tried. I've never tried. No. Do you know why I wouldn't do it? Because I wouldn't be cruel to an animal. Is yeah. It. Isn't that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Your yeah. one set of morals you got. It, those little the old yeah. robot wanking fly. Yeah. Not a problem. Pull those wings off. Off. They don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, what I felt very sorry for. I felt sorry for a lot of people after uh, uh, after the office came out. Uh, people looked at the dynamics of the group and they went, 
I am that one. I am that one. I always felt sorry for the one in the group that went, I'm Gareth. Oh, and that's funny. Because like, I, I, at the time I put out, um, I said, um, if you're trying to work out which one of your um, uh, friends is Brent, it's you. Yeah, exactly. If, you don't, if it's not obvious, it's you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. And by definition, we've all got a blind spot. It might, it might be us. We, and we all do... We all do Brenty things. Oh, yeah. It's just that we don't let a film crew in and, and uh, we're not so desperate to, to be loved as, as David Brent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gareth... Well, Gareth is based on the guy I went to school with who told me the fly story and the crab in a beer mm-hmm. and the... Um, if you get captured by cannibals, they show you pornographic... When you're in the pot, they show you pornographic pictures so you there's get an erection meat. and there's more meat. Yeah. Right? You fucking moron. I, again, I changed his name. Yeah. Um, and... He had a mate, right? He had a, another mate that that was Kev. Right. In Derek. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So they just talk about sex all the time. Like, before they'd had it. Like, yeah. 13, 14... And that's why Gareth is like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. He was a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. So all those things... Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. But we, we, were, we were also saying there are, like, classic Gervais characters in each of your series, and you can sort of see those archetypes that you create within each one for the different dynamics. There's always someone that is a... A Gareth type character. There's yeah. always a Tim. Type well, stupidity is funny. Arrogance is funny. Yeah. Stupidity with arrogance is pretty funny. On the other side, anger is funny. Mm-hmm. Self awareness and you don't like it is funny because mm-hmm. you're someone trapped in their own body. Like uh, Tim is funny. Yeah. Um, so, but you can't. What you can't do is have too many. I, I got it all from Laurel and Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, if you if you're doing realism, you can't have too many crazy characters unless you only have one sensible character the point is this is a mad world and I'm the only sane one right Um, uh, likewise you can have lots of normal characters and one crazy character so everyone goes who the fuck is this guy like some mothers do have Mr Bean you know so you've got to get the dynamic right Mm -hmm. if it's all 50-50 it's all mixed up and everyone's got an ally Um, so I I made sort of Tim the lonely one uh, 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 you know the only um... that would probably be you yeah <laughs> fish up haircut loads of people actually so so a lot of young people who were just discovering the office always tweet me and go it's you in it and I was like it's just a white guy with a big nose that's yeah. all it is have you got a big nose yeah it's bigger than it's about it's very three minutes now we're talking about it now yeah. it's even it's worse a, now it feels like bigger. bigger yeah can you see it a little. If apparently, you, apparently you can, but your brain... It dials it out. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know you talk about that brain spot, though? I, I think since being on camera more, especially because I'm... Yours is monstrous. No, now. but you're yeah. kind, YouTube, you kind of play a little bit of a character. It's like you're, you're turning the volume up. Of course up, you do. A little yeah. bit. But um, I've become aware of like myself a hell of a lot more from oh, being yeah. on camera. That's for yeah. sure. I think I'm less ignorant than what I was. Still a little bit ignorant, but yeah. it does make I, you a bit more I self-aware. I can't comment. You mustn't, you mustn't worry about it, and you mustn't change because it, it'd be false. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the first time I heard my voice, I thought, why do I sound like a Smurf Wurzel? You know? I thought that when I first said your voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when I see myself walk along the street, I go, why, do I, why am I waddling? Yeah. Are my thighs rubbing together? That's am I pigeoned to... Right, and then, oh, don't... Like, that angle, there's the bald spot. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So, of course, it's horrible. It's, it's, uh, I think people think that if you're famous and you've done something you're proud of, that you like to sit back and watch yourself. That's the bad bit. Yeah. I want to go, okay, get, get him off screen, then let's get the... You know... Um, 
But uh, it's it's all good. It's all it's all good. All these things we worry about. They're normal. They're nothing to do with fame. It's just that fame heightens it. And the problem comes with other people's expectations of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time I was asked for an autograph, I think it was on the 11 o'clock show, so I said, oh, can I have the autograph? I went, really? And they felt really stupid. Mm. I went, yeah. I went, oh, God, of course. They don't, they, they don't know that this is mad for me. So I went, oh, sure. And now you know, uh, uh, that's a lesson. You know, don't make people feel stupid about liking you yeah. because they they don't know the difference. People know that people think that everyone on telly is a millionaire immediately, yeah. and that they're hanging out with Sam Jackson. Uh, you know, that, that, I can confirm that's not true. I've been offered some TV stuff. It doesn't pay anywhere near as well as YouTube. No, no, although Dave no, does course. pay much less. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people, so you 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 won't learn those little things. And then the the opposite end of the uh, spectrum is that now everyone's got a fucking phone. So uh, people who come up to uh, uh, give us your phone like that. Yeah. Come, so you're in a restaurant. Yeah. People who come up like this. <laughs> they come up like this. This is metal. Yeah. 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 And just what? Not, not a word. Not yeah, a word. Yeah. Just like because they um they they think you're. But when I came to it, <laughs> I, I came to it and I feared fame. I came to it with a, as I said, I was 39. Uh, the British press. I've seen them build people up to destroy them and all this. And I thought, right, that's that that's worrying. Right. So I made sure that. Everyone knew that I did not sign this deal with the devil. I didn't go around saying, make me famous and you can go through my bins. I knew that I wanted to be famous for something and only that. I didn't do, I didn't do those let people into my house interviews or... Oh, poor me. I didn't do any of that shit. I went, I'll talk about the office. You've got to keep that there because once you yeah. give a little, yeah. it's all over. And now, and now I can yeah. give a little bit more because mm. now I know how to control... Yeah, I, oh, got it's a, set in stone now. We've got a slice of the media now. You know, I've got a. Before, all I was a website. If someone said something wrong, about it, I'd go on my website and go, "That's not true." Now I can fire off a tweet. Now I've got now I've got more followers than so British newspapers. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't worry about it so much. Um, I the first time someone said a lie about me, I thought, "Oh my god, that's not true." It wasn't anything bad. You know, um, it was something like. Um, uh, he has, he's got a boxing ring in his... Uh, I thought... What a weird lie. <laughs> what a weird lie. It doesn't worry me, you know. Um, uh, but now I don't care. Now I don't care because there's so much rubbish out there. Now, unless they say something that's really bad, I, I, I go, no, it's not. No, no it's not true. You know, I, I, won't even, I won't even bother, you know, because it's, it's just not worth it because no one cares. People have already made their mind up. If someone, if someone says... It depends... Well, OK. If a newspaper does a positive thing about you, all the comments are positive. If they do a negative, they're all negative. They're sheep. They're just... They're, they're, it's meaningless. They're, they're really, I better say something. Yeah. You know, it's... it's, it's, it's you know. I, I, when I'm talking to you, I feel like I'm... I mean, because you're much further down the road in your life than that, but I feel like I'm getting, like... I'm nearly old. dead. Yeah. You're giving me so life lessons. Yeah, I appreciate this. Yeah. Um, and when I I'm watched, good at those. I'm great at those. Yeah, well, after life felt like a bit like that. Like mm-hmm. I was watching it. Like I get like when you're talking to the old woman at the <coughs> end, and she's obviously mourning her husband. When she's talking, I'm like, "This is I can hear Ricky yeah. telling me." This. Well, you're all the characters, but but, but yeah, more yeah. so if like in the office yes. or whatever. Yeah, it it was now I've grown accustomed to your work. It's like oh, I can. He's telling us this so that we learn this as well. That's right. The there, there's, there, there needs to be a, a character that only has integrity mm. that tells the truth. There needs to be one of those. Um, and I learned that from um, uh, one of the first... 
that started it all for me with binge watching and those epic sagas about one thing. There was a, a, a series um, called Murder One, and it was twenty-two episodes about a court case, and the and every, uh, it was about lies and uh, and you know uh, intimidating all these things, all these terrible things in life that had happened, and the lawyer. Um, he always told the truth, and he was, uh, and you knew when he spoke, it was almost like someone looking down the lens and going, "This is the truth, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is the the real deal." And I thought you need that, you need that with all the other stuff that's happening. You need someone. You go, "That's that. I'm having that." I, of all the stuff I've heard, that's the one. I, that's the one I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually comes from compassion and kindness, because if someone's being kind and compassionate and they're kind about you, it doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong. Because you sort of judge people on their intentions, um, not, not, not their final actions, you know. Um, and we sort of know that intuitively, but sometimes we forget it. Um, if someone's trying to hurt you but doesn't, they're worse than someone who accidentally hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. So you, you sort of do it from motivation and intention. And that's why in comedy... When the Marx Brothers, right, they were huge in vaudeville. They were, going, they were running around doing crazy shit, going crazy shit. And the, uh, the producers came to him and said, uh, you want to do a film? We've got to, we've got to keep the crazy shit, um, but we do a musical number, put a little plot in, and uh, uh, the reason you're doing the crazy shit is to get these two lovers together. Mm-hmm. So now, these people are doing that. Without that, they'd just be annoying. Yeah. But it, people doing stupid things, but with a cause... Okay, come on then. You're doing it for good reasons. We let people off anything if they're doing it with good intentions. It sounds like it, uh, it's. I, I always watch your stuff and think it's a, quite a classic story that you're telling, but just wrapped up in quite modern trappings in a way. It is, yeah. And like this, this is this is basically um, uh, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, exactly. So he goes really? through. Yeah, yeah. That is He's fr- Scrooge. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I was thinking, how can I do a second series? And uh, Tom Basden, who plays Matt. In it um, said, "Yeah, that's interesting." He said because um, you know Christmas Carol ends and that's it. But what happens on Boxing Day? Yeah, season two is Boxing Day. Does he keep it up? Does he keep up what he's learned? Is no because most people don't. That's most part people, of the problem, though, isn't it? Is of it, course, it, some some people don't want to watch a guy who can't keep his promises when they felt yeah. good because then they feel. But well, then that's he's my human, future. yeah. Because we keep promises and then we go back on it. You know, um, there's a uh, lot more room with this character. I feel like. Than some of the other ones. There is, and there's not more room with it because we haven't explored. I don't think I, I don't think there's a scene in Afterlife that Tony's not in somewhere. Mm. Whereas now I can go, we can go elsewhere. We can, we can, you know. And that was hard to plot it as well with mm-hmm. so much stuff. Um, but now you can, now you want to see the other characters as well. So you've learned about them, and uh, the second season of Summer is always the best. I and think. you, and you used um, the two. Uh, women that you'd worked with before previously as the love interest obviously the, the wife and the, the lots new- actually um, Ashley Jensen uh-huh. is back as the nurse mm-hmm. um, she's without, great isn't without, she she's amazing well. she's yeah. brilliant um, uh, Carrie Godleyman plays my my dead wife See, if it was a sitcom, that's what it'd be called. Yeah, it was my, my. <laughs> when, it's a bit better than when the whistle blows. It would have been great if you, if you could have slipped in uh, any of your catchphrases throughout the time. That would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Hartley's back. 
Um, who's the uh, um, who's your uh, therapist? Because he's a very famous uh, Paul Kay. Yeah, oh, he and was he's really amazing. Great. Yeah, I like your interactions with him. Were it's fucking, great. It's really it, was, it was a bit like um, Darren Lamb type. Yeah, yeah when he made of, me laugh. Yeah. Some of the things, the way he said it, he made me laugh. And I go, let's go again. Let's go again. Like the first story he tells. Right, <laughs> that that way lean forward yeah. like that. I fuck that. That gets me every time. There's things. There's trigger things for me. Um, if it's meant to be funny, that can make me laugh. If it's not meant to be funny, they can make me laugh. Yeah. S- t- someone turning round in a drama. Right, yeah. If you're, you're me. <laughs> yeah. If someone goes, yeah. uh, I'm done, I'm <laughs> done. Yeah. You turned round. Yeah. Right? If you appear from something, if someone, this cannot be, this can never be not funny. Someone looking round, that can never be. So if you ever, ever have to do that serious, if I see a spy thing or someone looking at a serial killer, if I see them do that, I go, well, fuck, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Let's cut that. <laughs> Let's not have them peer You need around. to be able to anticipate what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Peering, things like that. Um, footsteps. Might yeah, absolutely. If, if we were to have a conversation and there's someone walking past, I go, what? I can hear their little footsteps. Yeah. So that makes me laugh. Um, anything. I, I, so this method acting thing of being lost in the moment. No, everything makes me laugh. I'm aware of everything and everything's funny. And the, and the less it's meant to be funny... And the later and the more the boom ops getting annoyed, the, the funnier it is. What was the show that made you laugh the most off um, when you weren't shooting the sort of thing when you had the best laughs? Uh, oh my god! Um, I, it just—I think that they've all pretty much been the same. Office X was Derek. This one probably less because it was more of a drama, so it was more procedural. So there was more work to do. Mm-hmm. Like with you know with the office, I could about all the time everyone's at their desk you know extras I could fuck around all the time because um, uh, it, it was funny it was meant to be funny all the time so you know uh, Derek again one room people saying stupid things more ad lib in Derek than the other two so so people could catch me out like fucking David Earl mm. ad libbing one scene we didn't get through the scene in the caravan I just went forget it I just it, him and once once they, and I do it the same I used to hand it out and I can't take it so once he knows he's got me mm-hmm. I'm finished there's no, there's nothing more joyous than not being able to stop laughing mm-hmm. there is nothing more joyous in life than you going I can't I'm in pain I'm in pain yeah. right that, that's the greatest feeling in the fucking world yeah. if you can't stop laughing right and sometimes the, yeah it is a tip as well the only the only antidote to the funniest thing in the world is someone saying the second funniest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, we're a group of mates and they're here laughing about summer and then someone who's not, and they go, yeah, and remember that? And they go, yeah. oh, oh, cheers, Frank. Okay, cheers, that yeah. stopped us. It's yeah. not someone yeah. joining in who's not quite as funny. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I love to watch from the outside is that person saying that. And I love, I, I don't know why, but because of awkward things like The Office, I almost made it my mission sometimes to say the f- second funniest thing. Well, I that's so funny you say that because in a social situation, I, I love, I love awkward, excruciatingly I, awkward, yeah, yeah. But not in real life when it's not me. If someone, if if I'm if I'm at a, a social occasion and everyone's laughing and someone makes a crap joke and no one laughs, I want to go. Yeah. I want to go back in time. And save them. I yeah. want to go into it. Or I, I to try and just look at me. Don't look at them. I can't stand someone else being um, embarrassed. But you I were can't. Lucky. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. Um, if if someone if someone goes to the loo and they come back and they've got a patch of wee on their trousers, right? And everyone knows. And then someone says you've got a patch of wee, and they go red. I go fuck. Get me out of here. Yeah. Whereas if I come out, I go fucking piss myself again. Yeah. It's yeah. done. Yeah, it's done. I, it, being embarrassed 
Acknowledging you're embarrassed is worse than being embarrassed. I just, oh, it's just. How did you become so self comfortable? Like, just be like, ah, Teflon. It, I don't because you, because we're there? all gonna die. We're <laughs> no, all going to die. Imagine been... on your deathbed, got any regrets? To go, yeah, I, I had a little bit of wee on the. <laughs> Trousers once. Yeah, like, people can't. Yeah, they can't do that though. True, I, yeah. I can do that, but a lot of people can't. They just yeah. can't seem to get there. It's it, funny. Mm. It's funny. Someone taking the piss is funny. Right? Uh, honestly, I grew up where it was. Uh, it was fucking. It was like. <laughs> honestly, um, last man standing. Everyone, you can't walk into the room. People would check, make sure there was nothing wrong with it, like a label or their hair. Or I used to have my mum cut my hair over a week because I didn't want, I couldn't go to school. So I went, hair cut, fuck it, I'm not giving them that. Now I love it. Now I leave stuff because I want, I want them to have a go. You've got to give people something. You've got to give some, something. We're all idiots. And what my job is to let people know it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're all fucking idiots. And that's great. There's no one better. It doesn't give... You shouldn't give a fuck. See, I think it's, it, society's changing now because of, like, Instagram and that way. Being able to laugh at yourself, it, people seem to be getting worse at that. Not not better. Cause image, yeah, because you're image destroying be, their image. Because image is now becoming the actual thing. Not, yeah. So before it was, there's who I am, and then there's image. But yeah. now it's image is just everything now. Yeah. So when you criticise people, which we do a lot, it, they're not taking it it's so well. It's, it's, yeah, someone having a go at your Instagram thing that you've worked hard yeah. to create this fake They, they photoshopped that. They took it all day on that. Do you it's, know what I mean? It's your wig So if you go off. and be like, yeah. that's bollocks. Exactly. It really is. They can't handle it's, it. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's like I talk about I talk about wigs in humanity. It's an odd, it's an odd lie. It's an odd Very. lie because you've got a wig on, mate. No one, I don't. You know, they're probably better now. You can have a wig for all I care. But, but I don't. It's all but, real. So but when I was growing, we up, rubbed the balloon on it. Yeah. Someone walking in with a wig, it was it was the wig, mate. Yeah, the wig, mate, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It is, mate. You know, it's like it's just. <laughs> I like when you convince the whole family to get in. But it's the pressure of every, the pressure of wearing a wig. I go, you know, the door goes. You got to put that fucking wig yeah. on before you go. Fucking now, I'm bald. Yeah. All right, I'm bald. Just accept it and move on. Yeah. yeah, there's something really British about that though. That British people cannot see something and like have that. There's that element of embarrassment. No, that hair replacement therapy. The sales of that are going to be way lower in England than they are in America. Americans are quite comfortable with that. I suppose it's different because I don't think there's anyone with being bald. Whereas if if there was, maybe I I don't know. I can't think of an example of something that you hide that you're embarrassed. I I, I don't know. Um, I'm comfortable because you should be comfortable. Right. I, 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 uh, um, I, I stopped being vain in that sense and we're all vain we want to we want we want people to give us props for good things we've done and uh, we don't want to be the butt of jokes and we don't want to you know we everyone's got that sort of vanity and you sort of demand respect and 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 that's cool um but i stopped worrying about things like that when i was about 28 29 i just mm. thought i don't want to stand up in a pub in in tight trousers and just gonna say that sounds really bad i wasn't just going to pubs <laughs> in tight trousers no. for any Reason. No. I just, I want comfort. I want fucking comfort. Yeah. I judge all my clothes on c- comfort. Are they? Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I do. And you know what? I'm, it's obvious. It's not, it's not like people go, no, Rick, you're, you, you're quite a, you're still a trendsetter. You're quite a snazzy dresser, you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You fucking fooled yeah. me. Do you yeah. think, though, that stops people from. <laughs> See, this is it. No, this good. is it. Imagine if I got offended. Ima- would that blow your mind if I went, 
Okay, there's no need for that. I, I think mean, it's because I'm dealing with people so often now where it's yeah. gone the other way. So I think it's changed now. I don't know why people think they have the right to never have anything bad to write or teased. Mm. Or I don't know where they got that from. I they, think they certainly didn't fucking grow up in my family yeah. or as the counsellor's state or school. Mm. People who think they have the right to never have someone go, fucking hell. You what? look like shit. Yeah. My mum... Right, I went to college, right? I came home from college once, and my mum went, oh, Rick, you're half getting fat, and then fed me cake, (laughs) you know? It's like I was brought brought up with honesty. I was brought up with honesty, and it is the best policy. It makes you bulletproof. This this thing now of having safe spaces, they must never hear anything they don't agree with. You know, as someone said a phrase, um, uh, you shouldn't pave the jungle. You shouldn't pave the jungle, Okay. Get out there and fucking learn how to survive. Don't fucking... Don't shut down everything you don't want to hear. But what's the point of that? Yeah. You know, just fucking live in a, in a video game. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to get out there and experience it. You should, you should, you should argue. You should... This thing about... Um, uh, people shouldn't hear people say terrible things about you. You, you should. And, you know, here's the good bit. You get to say them back. Mm. You get to say them back. People offended by a joke. Mm. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, there are real things in the world you should be offended. You're more offended. I once tweeted, people are more offended by jokes about war, famine, fucking murder, than actual Actual, war. They're not doing anything towards those. They they shouldn't joke about it. What are you doing towards the real thing? You know, it's it's crazy. No, it's it's mad. Yeah, you can't... uh, I think that is that's down partly down to the control that people have though on those like that's partly down to that Instagram control of your image and those sorts of things is you feel like you have control over what you see what you do and yeah. you, you can sort of shield yourself off from those things yeah. so when you invasively go I don't know God isn't real or whatever people go I, I didn't want that on the timeline that's but not that's, what I it's strange because they, they think it's like I've gone to their house yeah exactly they've come to my house mm. they're following me they've, they've come to my house and sat down and I've said to them, and they've gone, fucking hell, what are you doing, mate? I go, well, you're in my house, mate. Yeah. You know, you can block me. You don't There's have to fake me. outrage as well, though. That's even worse, is. isn't it? Of course there is. Just for the sake of being outraged. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, that was something that, that didn't exist before Twitter. That someone would say something to me, nasty, and I go, I'd uh, go back to them, either go, what's that for, mate, or slam them. And they go, oh, man, you replied, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and I look at the timeline, and they've said 25 nice things, but I haven't noticed them. So then they've gone to the dark, I go, Mate, why why would you rather me think you're an arsehole than not know about you? Why is fa- why is being famous for being shit better than not being famous? I don't get it. Because everyone wants to go, I was here. Everyone, you know, cavemen blowing woad on that, I was here. And now Twitter, everyone can say, I was here. It is it is reading every public toilet war in the world at are once. We got, we're wrapping up now, are we? Okay. All right, I've got a okay, couple right. more questions. Go on. Uh, I need a wee as well. All right, one question. Just go in. Uh, I've been. <laughs> in Afterlife, yeah. the turning point for him, it seems, is his wife's death. Uh, that seems to be a huge like, defining moment in his life. In your life, if that was a movie, what would your turning point be? What would be the main... If there was a... That actually existed, that was real. If you were to script it, if you were to write the movie of your oh. life, what would be that? Oh. Well... Uh, yeah, Bob coming in saying, "Why do you believe in God?" Is I think well, my um, 
my uh, English teacher saying, write about what you know. Um, uh, if, if you don't count the bad, you know, the big things, you know, parents dying and uh, the fact that we always had pets, uh, things like that are really... Uh, the fact that I had older brothers and sisters and... Uh, when they moved out, I got all their Bob Dylan and Neil Young, and you know right. what I mean. Yeah. So all those, all those things, mm. they have a profound and lasting and a really important uh, effect on your life. Mm. But uh, I suppose, what would the turning point be? Um, it, it depends on what I do in my life and up to when. But up to an adult, um, which probably ended with me uh, wanting to be a pop star and failing, it would have been. Sitting at home, uh, a working class kid on the floor, watching Mark Bolan, One Tea Time, and David Bowie came on singing Heroes, and I thought, "Fuck me, who is that? That's that's who I want to be." I like that. That would, um, be, that would be it. The last question, which I always ask to everyone, and it was going to be a horrible one, isn't no, it? No, no. Uh, uh, it was uh, weirdly. I've yeah. always wanted to ask you it because it was inspired by uh, your series. How would you like to be remembered? I've asked, this, I've asked this to Robbie Williams. I've asked this to a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> you know, the terrible thing is, I can't, I can't better that quote. I can't, I cannot better it because it's me, isn't it? It is. I'd love to. I'd love. I'd, I'd fucking love that. Simply, I really would. I really genuinely. Tell us the quote. I want to hear the um, quote. To as the man who put a smile on the face of all who we met. met. (laughs) I probably wouldn't say it in that of all who we met. But that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I like it. Yeah. 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 Basically saying he he had a laugh. Mm. He had a laugh, and then he found a lump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting you. That was great. That was brilliant. The size of him. I'll take you weightlifting something when you're in London. Is that we'll uh, do a uh, bit of training? You do do uh, do would you train? You don't you don't body build. You don't. No, just like weightlifting and stuff like that. Great. Oh, so it's a sport. You do actually yeah, do a bit, for, bit yeah, of yeah. everything. Be yeah. honest with you. Um, I do all the heavy lifting on this podcast. He's the... Nice one. Yeah. I remember once I had um, Eddie Hall, who I fucking oh, love. We've had him on the podcast. Oh, he's yeah. great, right? He's right yeah. But I had a routine that I never did it, right? Um, he was in an interview. You know, you know he did the, the first one to do... He was half a ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah fucking yeah. nosebleed. Half a fucking ton. Yeah. And he was really sweet and he was so proud of it. And I was, I was, I was, I was fucking... Like, genuinely... Th- I, right over it. And uh, he said... Uh, um, he said something like... Uh, you know, it's I really it's 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 why I was put here, mm. right? And I I had a routine to go. So he's thinking that God put him there, right? And then uh, and he's for years he'd be going, why am I here? God says to lift stuff. Yeah. What sort of stuff? <laughs> really heavy stuff. Yeah. Then what? Put it back down. Again, yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like the dog idea. thing on humanity, isn't it? Yeah. yeah exactly. It's just like that. It's just, it's yeah. just like go go go. Put it back down again, boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs>